Beardy and the Beast, The Second Wall. This is placeholder intro song. Welcome to The Second Wall, a binge-free zone where we look at a series and discuss it in small chunks, similar to water cooler conversations of old. We can be found on most social media platforms and podcast platforms, a full list of which can be found at beautyandthebeast.com. Today, Drew and I will be discussing episodes 3 and 4 of Eve No Chicken. If you haven't watched these yet, please do. We will be here when you return. There will be light spoilers surrounding these episodes. There is no love here. <laughs> so, do you think you'd be able to follow the rules as well as they did with um, Katara? I don't know if they were... It, it seemed like a fairly contrived scene. I think under more analysis, I don't think it would hold up. I kind of... I kind of enjoyed that scene. I mean, I, I know we're obviously jumping in episode four a little bit instead of three, but um, it... I liked it because... Just like the robots have their three rules to follow, mm. them essentially being forced to follow a rule as well was something that's clearly an android. Um, I think it worked well. So they, they were, it was an interesting take on playing with Asmov's rules mm. because now the humans are having to play with those rules to still match the three rules of um, three laws of robotics. You're looking at the three rules of robotics, aren't you? Yeah. I just need to confirm something. <laughs> I just don't buy it. Cause like, it's not imperative that the, the robot pretend to be a human. Um, I think technically it was because it read the rules of the sign, which is going to be a, an order from a human. So it has to follow, I think that's the first rule, isn't it? Uh, second. Or second. I think the, I think the fourth episode was more to allude to some type of backstory for Masaki. Mm. I kind of got that hint. I actually... I jotted it down, but I, I don't think it's the case, but I actually said, I jotted down, is Masaki the boy that he raised? Hmm. So. I, I mean, it wouldn't have been, there would have been yeah, at least some form of recognition. I think, yeah. I definitely think that there was a robot in Masaki's household. Mm-hmm. And he, he no longer has one. I was wondering in episode three if I, I put it on the wayside because I don't think this way anymore, but I had a quick uh, suspicion that there was some type of issue with um, his dad and like robot love. Mm. But I think it's Ex more likely that there was an accident and maybe something related to his mother, maybe a death or something. Yeah. It's interesting because it, I think this 
did highlight that Masaki does have a larger issue with the androids beyond just his, you know, just getting red work from his parents. From his I, father. I, really? Because it really just reinforced my thought on that, these two episodes. Hmm. Um, but then again, I did have that wondering, like, was there an incident at home? Yeah. Is there some, mm. like, un some type of understandable emotional damage that I think I got something. Okay. So it, it's, it's going to play on, play on both of these episodes and, and kind of your thoughts on it. I think it, I think this clarifies it a bit more. He clearly thinks humans should be with humans Android and not androids. He's only talked about his father. Mm-hmm. Let's take that idea of the the android love, but it's his mother that fell in love with an android, and then the family split from there. Mm. No, no. <laughs> well, All there right. hasn't been any mention of the mother. Like it's it's a twist that could happen, but because um, the structure of this, like there hasn't been any indication of like. Uh, maternal parent though i do think masaki's dad is on the ethics uh board mm. which seems very suspect to me now yeah oh just a little bit <laughs> um yeah it was a, like that's literally a thought that just came to my mind with with what you were discussing there i didn't necessarily see any evidence to it but i think I think there's something else there deeply seated in Masaki. How much it'll change is, I'm not sure, but I think you could be seeing a change in his character that I'm not 100% convinced is going to be there yet. What I started wondering, and this actually goes to what we were talking about in the last cast, um, the philosophical undertones of this. So mm -hmm. the second law is the robot shall obey any instruction given to it by a human. Yeah. And Akiko pretends to, well, acts as if Akiko does not know the two boys outside of the cafe. Mm. Is that just a well-hidden, uh, macrocosm of what we saw with the older version of the robot are these androids only acting the way they are because the sign says to mm. that's definitely an interesting question <laughs> so i can definitely see that but there's a hint that that's not necessarily the case and it's, again, the little interactions we're getting between Sammy and Rukio. Like, I'm expecting them to be having a conversation outside or at their house as opposed to at the cafe. And they, they kind of played with it at the end of three. But even then, they 
don't, and we might just be projecting onto it. It's very possible. But it's one thing that I'm liking about the series overall. It's still keeping that. It's giving us good questions. Right? Be it, can they even interact outside of that? Or can they, or as you said, are they just following the rules of the sign? And that's the only reason they're acting like that. Like, again, I don't, I don't necessarily know if I'd be upset if that doesn't get answered either. Just well, given having these hints work. Given the way that the twists tend to be in the Asimov um, stories, if it were to be following that and not just um, slice of life with a little um, dusting of Asimov, if it is more heavily Asimov, then the most likely situation is that they just act that way because the sign says to. Yeah. Um, like we have closest thing we have to like perceived emotions outside of it was like a single shot with like a potential smile that could have been caused by the conversation that was occurring. Nick, mm, there was another shot with that too, where I'm assuming you're talking about Sammy's smile. Yeah. Because there was also a clear look of Sammy being disappointed before the smile. But she always looks disappointed. She always has that expression on her face. That's fair. I'm I'm wondering if we're being misle misled by like a desire or projection. Oh, because it could easily be that way. And I agree. I think again. I think it's if that is the route they go. Again, I think it's a purposeful. I think it's a very purposeful misdirection and lie because again to bring out the the philosophical undertones of it. The fact that we're having these questions I think is a big part of what this series is trying to do. I'm worried about it though. Because we're right. two thirds of the way through and not much has happened. Welcome to Slice of Life. Yeah. Well, I mean, you also have, like, the Japanese storytelling. So if something's going to happen, it's going to be in episode five. And at the end of it, that's where we're going to have our conflict. Yeah. Probably going to be between Riku and Sammy. Um, maybe something call caused by Masaki's and Masaki's dad. Mm. I'm wondering about Mystery School Girl. Mm. Like what is what does she play into this? Yeah, that I'm curious where that's going to. I have a suspicion. Well, I guess I have two suspicions with that. So the first is she is also against the robots, and she is disappointed that. Uh, Masaki seems to get along with them. Mm. The other one, I I don't know if we have evidence for anything like this. And it doesn't, 
quite make sense, but could be interesting is what if the androids could just turn off that ring? Be ordered to have that ring off. Well, there's nothing in the. I don't think there's anything in the series like they suggested that the ring should be on. Yes. But that being said, there has to be a feature to turn it off. For instance, having like a light or something moving around your your apartment while you're trying to sleep. Like there's got to be a quality of life setting for that yeah. to be turned off. Yeah. Um, and it really just seems to be an identifier because visually you can't tell a human from one of these androids. Yeah, so in certain things, like we've seen them in the dark, but we saw it's just like the dim red light over Sammy. Mm -hmm. Right, so is that the quality of life? Clearly, they can turn it off, or clearly it can be turned off because it's off in the in you know chicken. Mm. So I don't know if you'd be able to have it off outside. And there's one I can't quite recall this so um with um rena or was it rena yeah with rena she was modified i don't remember if we saw a ring on her when she was acting as a bodyguard i, I don't remember back. seeing it but that being said if you have like a vv vip like we're talking like Big Bang fan VIP. Yeah. You don't get that, Joe. Um, <laughs> you're get you're gonna want your security robot to blend in, or in this case, be a very feminine woman and look docile while being like BA. You know? Yeah. Like if if I had an Android uh, bodyguard, it would probably be. I, I'd probably want it to be cloaked in so much that you would not expect like you know pure combat skill to come out of like something that looks you know five four five two yeah. um email like dainty wet. yeah and then all of a sudden she's doing backflips and like you know caving in your skull with a backhand like yeah that's that would be the best bodyguard yeah yeah your best bodyguard is someone who looks like summer glow <laughs> <laughs> yes, hundred percent. The I think the 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 guy android in that one. Uh, Koji. Koji. Yeah. I think he had his ring off initially while in bed with his master, and then when mm. he sat up, it turned on. So, this is something I noticed. So. Um, they're very careful with their framing. I'm, I'm not sure if you've caught this. They did it with Akiko. Is when I first noticed it, didn't quite think enough of it. And I kind of noticed it a little bit more throughout. So when you're framing a, a shot, normally you, there's the the, the thirds rule mm. for, for filming. So you generally have like the eye line would be centered at the top third of the screen. Yeah. 
and then the top and the third above that would be would be the background or whatever. They sit this higher up. The only time we're seeing the top of like anywhere above that is when they're actually revealing that it's an android. So and I then they put the ring was... in that where the eye line would use. Exactly. So I don't think the ring was off. I think it was out of frame. Because mm. because it it matches one of the predictions that we're, that we're having. We're talking about you know are there androids? I said probably most interesting of both end up being androids, and they held that reveal off until Masaki and Koji were talking about human and androids being together. Uh, I agree. The fun, the fun, the fun thing there though was your hope that came true. Was that uh, both Rena and Koji were uh, androids, mm. with the further twist that they might not even know that each other are androids. Yes, which I, and in fact, I don't think they do. I think, I think that's a really interesting situation that being said even if they did they wouldn't be permitted to act as if uh it's not a human mm -hmm. because of the rules of the cafe yeah i you know what i i yeah i'm stuck on this now i really i really like <laughs> this theory I legitimately would be very satisfied if there's this entire government investigation that occurs and they're like, why are they developing personalities? It's like, well, they're not. It was just the sign. Yeah. Like, I, well, I would be super happy if that happened. So I think I feel like they kind of hinted at that it's not. Well, I guess it could be the sign. But it is not isolated to being in the cafe. Because weren't they talking about a rise in an in androids with odd with personality changes? I feel like they mentioned that. No, just um, there was a thing about vag vagrant androids, which it comes down to abandoned ones. Um, one thing I noticed in the end of episode two is the chart that they had all had lines leading to one intersecting point. Yeah. Um, so there was a bunch of data and each one had lines that were connecting it and they all ended up at what was implied to be the cafe, but might not have been if they didn't put like a label right. on it. Right, that's fair. Um, I, I think I missed that in that map, but I can definitely see that being the case because there, there was one thing that caught my eye in the, in episode three when, um, um, Rukio and uh, Rainy were talking. Mm. There was, it jumped out at me, but above where Rainy was when she was fixing her leg, there's like just for a second, like a little light that flashed, like a little green light. Mm. And immediately in my mind, I went, someone's spying on them here. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if it was just the, it was just something didn't notice but no it stood out to me enough that i'm like i, I think there's something there 
there was something weird about that shot. And it was more than just Rico being a perv. Yeah. Um, you gotta use your perif. <laughs> um, no, uh, jokes aside, there was something weird about that shot, and it didn't come off as like intended to be artistic. Yeah. So I'm thinking there might be some type of um, like that might be something we encounter. Yeah. Because I could definitely see that. The the only thing that plays a little bit of a... So, nope, I can explain this away. So, my question would be... Or I guess I got a couple questions with that. What had... What drew um, Kataran to the cafe? Mm-hmm. And... Clearly, they introduced Pateran trying to struggle with memories, trying to, like, as um, as Nagi said, like, he held those memories in his heart, even before he got to the cafe. So, while the cafe might accentuate this, there seems to be something there ahead of that so it causes people to be drawn there otherwise why would he why would Ketterin feel like he's searching for the boy because that's the feeling I got from him but that was all from exposition of others so mm-hmm. it was it was very constructed it was very well um, who are you the robot has to figure it out and draw from its memory banks. Like every everything that the robot could did could have been explained away simply by like algorithm. With for the most part, I agree. But we see his memory of the boy. That's what this, that's what episode four opened with before he was ever in the cafe. Mm-hmm. And again. Why Why drawn to the cafe at all? Oh, for all we know, there's, like, some type of internet posting. That's fair. Like, it's un, it's an unmarked cafe. Why would the robot even know it exists? Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, no, one thing that I've noticed about this is it's... Um, and the reason why I'm su- suspicious, mainly about the sign, is... Um, it's It's almost like... This is this is actually kind of intriguing. It also goes back to like where they're displaying the ring and like the framing. Yeah. They are constructing it in such a manner that it is so easy to project upon and theorize about. Mm-hmm. Like they're intentionally doing that so that um you you think that uh was it Kataran? has a personality and has a heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but all it was doing was reacting to the boys and some flashes of scenes with someone saying he held that memory in his heart. Yeah. There's no expression of heart. Like if you were, if you were to take that context out, 
you'd be like, okay, it's got this one frame memory that it was able to call upon when asked who it was. And that was the most applicable. Yeah. So like, I'm not saying per se that like, I I'm hoping it's the sign just because I think it'd be a great twist. Um, but I, I do. It's, it's quite apparent what the, like the animators mm-hmm. and the, like the scene construction are trying to do. And it is trying to like make you question, like, are these things alive? Or are they still robots? Like, so it is a little bit more philosophical than I was anticipating in episode one. Yeah. And, and that's fair. So I guess we have no idea if that flash of that scene was meant to be a flashback. It could have just been a, a cold open teaser. Mm-hmm. So, so there's definitely there, but that ambiguity is is really well done like i tell you i don't think nagi is a android (laughs) i think nagi's an android (laughs) (laughs) i don't think she's an android i don't think she's an android at all all right I think she's the cafe owner and she's a Dory K and yeah. All right. So what's your, what is giving you that suspicion? It comes down to sign theory. She created specifically a cafe because she thinks robots are um, unique and have personalities and constructed a perfect environment for them to, act as if human okay. so it's just reinforcing her dory kindness okay so i think she's an android my evidence for this it's kind of built on what you were saying like it was kind of a missing piece that kind of makes it fit a little bit better when Kataran came in when he looked at um, Rikyo and Masaki, mm. there was a clear visual scan of them. Like they, they lit up, I can't remember if it was red or blue, but like they were identified that way, mm. which we didn't see when he was looking at Nagi. But he has to listen to what Nagi says because of the rule on the sign saying you have to listen to a human and you have to pretend everyone in here is a human. So the reason why you think that she's an android is because the absence of evidence. Yes. <laughs> the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. Yeah. What does that even mean? Okay. It's because I, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I don't think I should construct a like argument against it because it has as much founding as any of my theories in this. Yeah. Uh, the only way I would be satisfied if um, she was an android is if she showed those personality traits and then constructed the cafe of her own accord mm. um, to create the... I, I wouldn't want her to be a victim of the sign. Like, I, I wouldn't want her yeah. to be... Um, 
like a child of that environment. Rather, I'd want her to be like the mother of that environment. Yes. That's um, I I'd be satisfied with that. Um you know science theory best theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think I think that would be an interesting take if they reveal it either way. That would be the kind of take I would want. Mm. I don't know if I'd be satisfied if she was just a Dorikai. Um just because it and this is how they're portraying Dory Kai. Um, they're, it's got such negative connotation. I, no, it's that's so, such fine. negative con- connotation that if someone created a, a special cafe, they'd probably keep it secret. Otherwise, there would be animosity towards it. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's just like, um, one one thing about Katarin is like I don't think there's anything indicating that it was its first time in that cafe. I thought they asked if he was if it was his first time or if he was new there. No, that could have just been them thinking that. I remember there being something mentioned about that, but yeah, I don't think it was necessarily directed to him. Yeah, the um, um so I'm wondering like well, I guess the fact that he didn't seem familiar with anyone else there but i mean that could be if his well, memory was just wiped or something too well there were there was only the two boys in the cafe owner well, i guess the girl and the yeah that's true well i mean it was obviously having memory degradation yeah well they, um, they straight up said that his memory was probably completely wiped which i mean like lame yeah so again, I, I'm gonna say this with with Nagi again. I really hope they don't reveal either way. I I I feel like I would be disappointed with a reveal if it happens at all. Does that require I confirmation like that, bias? <laughs> I, I like the fact that it's ambiguous. Like again, there's a reason why I bust out laughing when you said you're sure she's human. Pretty sure. And, and just that ambiguity and both of us can easily back it up either way because robots don't have hearts that's why they don't understand music <laughs> no i know true. a lot of humans that don't understand music so <laughs> true the robot racist <laughs> yeah no i think overall it's just it's doing good with playing with that just and the fact that we're both watching the same thing and Almost every scene we've talked about, we've been able to come up with completely different interpretations. Well, my it's... my problem isn't with, or rather, the best way to phrase this is, um, the script is not great. No, the plot is loose. Yeah. Um, which these questions, what's causing the questions is actually more in the scene framing and. Um, like the, the choice, the, like the directing choices and the strain, um, scene constructions. Yeah. And that's where this, the show seems to be excelling. Yeah. It's, it's, I kind of look at a lot of these series, like a a fish and chip shop. Mm. Um, 
you go you go to a fish and chip shop, one's gonna have um perfect batter, great tartar sauce, but the chips are terrible. Yeah. Whereas the next is gonna have, you know, great batter, great chips, but the tartar is weird. Like, yeah. And that's kind of what happens with a lot of these series, especially when it comes to what when we're watching these more with a more analytical framing. Um in the second wall is where things fall short, they really fall short. Like Handsome Cop or um the season, season that didn't exist. <laughs> the season that didn't <laughs> exist. Um, <laughs> yeah. And a lot of that I think has to do with like it has to do with the like the script and some of the character choices in this show. I'm probably going to be like unsatisfied with, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's got, you know, 30, maybe 40 minutes of content to wrap this all up in. And how's it going to do? Yeah. Uh, well, so I think one thing to keep in mind with slice of life, like I'm not, this one's setting up to have a, a bit more of a dramatic reveal somewhere, but Sometimes slice of life is literally just, yep, nope, this is just a day. So the idea of not much happening, it's more Seinfeldian mm. in that regards. So I'm I not mean, necessarily expecting anything to happen in general. This one is clearly setting something up. That, um, that being said, something did happen in Seinfeld. Mm. Well, <laughs> they, all to, happened. they all went to jail. <laughs> It ended on such a down note. <laughs> um, With that being said, a lot more is happening within an episode. Like there, There's clear progression happening in each episode. Um, even if it's mine, even if it's small. I think... Uh, the way it's going to end. I'd like interject here. <laughs> the, the only way this can end convincingly is if they just create an environment with a bunch of vague and open-ended questions that don't get answered because there isn't an ending. Yeah. Uh, what makes this show interesting is the way that it's trying to play around with, like, are these, are these robots more human than we, ex we anticipate? Um... I don't think slice of life is the right environment for it, hmm. but I'll be convinced uh, either way <laughs> after five and six. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't think I'd be upset if we're not given definitive answers in the end. Oh, I... they, they won't though. Yeah. They can't. There's a, there's no way this yeah. series there, there's no way this series would be convincing if they gave any answers. Yeah. So it's very like very likely that they won't indicate whether or not Nagi is uh, uh android. Yeah. Even though she's just a Dorakai. <laughs> Why not both? I mean, <laughs> sign theory would allow for it. Because some humans are Dorakai, and if she's an android and she's obeying the sign, 
then she may be acting as if a Dorakite would act. I mean, we clearly have two androids that think they're in love with a, with a Dorakai. <laughs> but do they love? Or are they just following the sign? The god sign? <laughs> that express <laughs> strong emotions for each other, regardless of if it is programming or... Expression is not feeling. <laughs> All hail the god sign. To your, your <laughs> thoughts about like the the weaker script writing, I agree with you. Like again, especially with like Carol and Tuesday, the Angela cut, like where there's very so deliberate in his script writing i again i don't mind that this is takes such a a soft touch to the script writing i guess is a, is a way to say it that's a that's a nice way to say obviously done in an afternoon <laughs> i i feel like they're they're walking a line that if they add it much more to it it would get rid of the ambiguity that we're that we're building see what what i take from it is the script writing is playing at being as vague and introspective and creating questions as the rest of the show is mm -hmm. in structure it's like it's reaching for it but not quite acquiring it okay it's just it's there's something about it all right especially the fact like i also don't like useless characters <laughs> who, who have you seen as useless the sister okay <laughs> yeah luckily we've seen very little of her I think her use, her main use, was to be the easy outlet for how, I guess, a more quote unquote personal outlet for the animosity towards androids. I think you could either have her like that or the advertisements. I'd rather get rid of the advertisements and just have her point that out a little bit more instead. Yeah, it's I mean the anti-android, but I, yeah, <laughs> oh, that is fair. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, she's probably the only character that I can definitively say at this point, anyway. Yeah, useless because um, we don't know about Mystery Girl yet. I have a feeling that's going to be coming up here, though. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll find out the big the big twist is that. Uh, Riku actually didn't have any friends and is like a super hyper loner. So uh, his dad made him a best friend. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Robot Masaki theory. Well, it kind of plays with a couple of the other things they've said. <laughs> that could be interesting. I don't think that's going to be the case, but that. <laughs> it's hard to tell because, as I said, like we don't really have the rules outside. Like, and they turn off the ring. Is that what that special modification was? All of that stuff could 
could matter there. Hmm. Well, we will watch and find out. Yeah, yeah, we will. Thanks again for huddling around the second wall with us here tonight. Please join us next time as we continue our discussion of Eve No Jenkin with the final two episodes. Please join the conversation in the comments, on social media, or at our Discord as we'd love to get your thoughts on the series. And of course, if you like what we do, please share us with your friends. Sign theory, best theory. <laughs>